there. Welcome to Cageless, a conversation podcast about experiential wisdom and personal hope. I'm Jenny Johnson. I'm a writer, and I'm asking experts, thought leaders, and my friends to share their knowledge and tools on how they found freedom. Hi, my friends. Oh my goodness, this these headphones that I have on my head are so loud. I was afraid that I wouldn't be able to hear myself because last episode, I didn't have headphones at all. So we made sure to turn the volume up quite loud, which I tend to do with a lot of things in life. You know, you see like a lack and you're like, oh, let me fix that. Let me adjust that. Let's just swing to the completely other side of the pendulum here. Which balance, we all we all need balance in our lives, which is what we're going to be talking about today, ironically, not ironically, because I literally planned it out and I have a chart in front of me. <laughs> I just drink some of this coffee that I have. It's my very last Nespresso pod. And I just can't get myself to order them online because I love going into the Nespresso store. Have If, if any of you have ever been into an espresso store. It's just, it feels like such a a place. It, it's almost like a jewelry store for coffee. Track with me. All of the different colors, all of the different flavors and all of the different smells, you know, sometimes they let you try them too, which I don't, I don't know if you can do that since like COVID, but I just, I'd like to go into the store and look. I don't know if that's an unpopular opinion because we live in the age of Amazon and very quick prime shipping on everything, but I really don't like ordering things online. In fact, ever. I'm such a visual person that I like to go see and like understand and also touch the things that I'd like to buy. I'm just a meanderer, I guess. Well, that's a really hard verb to say. <laughs> but I'm on my last Nespresso pod. And you know, when you get to the last of whatever flavor or like whatever uh, food that you have, it's like, uh, this is probably the one that I was I was not wanting the most because obviously there's a reason why I didn't drink it or eat it sooner. And um, this flavor is just not my favorite. But I guess it's just a reminder that I need to get to the Nespresso store. Anyway, <laughs> back to the chart, because that is what today's episode is about, is a chart that I created, because I've talked a little bit about it before. My life, whenever it is in shambles or confusing or changing direction, or it seems like God is kind of introducing a new season in my life... I love to make a chart and I love to make a pros and cons list or just list in general. I think that they are so helpful and the way that your brain can organize things on paper or, or not even on paper. Paper is my favorite thing to do. I'm also a writer. So putting my hand to paper is, is where I feel like my flow states come from and where my best work comes from. But you can use your notes app. You can use Canva, you can use any any type of organization. Do you guys remember Paint? Oh my gosh. The I think it's a Microsoft uh program or like a, a thing that comes with Microsoft computers. That was probably my first uh 
expression onto internet creativity or not internet, um, technological creativity because Lord knows whenever you go into your computer room and you are, you know, 10 years old and you probably don't have internet. And if you do, it is probably very, very slow. And you, you know, use what you got on the computer, which is like the snake game or paint or solitaire, which never really learned how to play solitaire. I think my brother really liked that one (laughs) on our like family home computer, which ironic. It's not ironic. My brain has made this connection that I'm sitting at my parents' house in their playroom is what we used to call it. Anyone else? Coma Sydney say computer room, playroom, anyone else? (laughs) But I am visiting at my parents' house right now. And whenever I, Jenny, as a vessel, you know, this earth suit that I'm wearing is back in my home state or my hometown, around my family, around, you know, people that I used to know, streets that used to know me, I am recognizing, oh, it's not the place that I had a problem with. It was myself within the place at that time. And at this point in my life, I'm really proud of who I've become and comfortable with who I am, even though I would like to grow. Um, Okay, so we circle back around. (laughs) to the chart. I have been reading on and off probably for the past freaking year this book that I found at the airport and it's Harvard Harvard Business Reviews like top 10 I think here let me pick it up. Harvard Business Reviews 10 must reads and it is this little red book on managing yourself. And when I saw this I was like, "Oh, you usually see like Harvard Business Reviews or like business books that are like how to manage other people or like how to be a better leader, how to be a better like business uh, guru or or CEO or whatever. And it's like, oh, the core of any venture that you have in your company and your business starts with yourself and it starts with your life. And that bleeds into every other sector of you, you know? And so I was reading an article by, I believe his name is, I don't want to butcher it. So I'm going to look it up right now. Do you love the sound of a book? I do here. I'm going to place the microphone so you can hear it. And that's so nice. Stu Friedman wrote this and it is called Be a Better Leader, Have a Richer Life, which I do think that it is a little bit of a uh, misleading title because I don't think that richer life is the best uh, best descriptive word, and this is me. This is me just being critical because I'm a cultural critic. It's it's just kind of what I do. I'm not going to apologize for it, but I I won't uh, I won't disagree with him. I just rebuttal because I don't think that having a richer life. I think rich kind of implies this like plethora of resources and extravagance. And I think that having a richer life is actually just liking the taste in your mouth and like having the balance kind of like with food, like having a rich food, you don't need a lot of. And I think the word rich implies excess. So anyway, 
he has created this design experiment for whenever you would like to produce change in your life to fulfill, you know, different sectors of it, you can design an experiment. And there are four different sectors of your life, your work, your home, your community, and yourself. And these are the dimensions. And you kind of, the goal of this experiment is to see basically killing a bird with, killing two birds with one stone, which I don't like that. Uh, (laughs) I don't like that saying because I don't ever want to kill birds because I feel like a bird a lot of the time. Anyway. You want to make adjustments to things that can fulfill or adjust all of these different, these, these four different parts, work, home, community, and self. So uh, the example that he gives in this article is a man decided that he wanted to like run a marathon and he, you know, uses this uh, event as like, oh, this would be really good for my self life. So like your health and like your well-being. This would also be really good for my community because it's like I'm running this marathon that's like a charity marathon. And it would also be really good for my work life because when I'm taking care of myself and my community, it is proven that I will be more productive at work because I am more fulfilled in myself because better world, better self, it's a cycle. As as I've mentioned, feel like charts help me in new seasons. And it's October. I don't know if any of you guys know. Today, actually, Taylor Swift put out a brand new album, Midnights, which I could probably just talk about that for the next 10 minutes, but that will have to be a completely separate episode because I did write an essay about Taylor Swift and her impact on my life for the the better, I don't want to say worse, but it's 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 a... Uh, It's a hyphenated experience whenever you have someone that you look up to a lot that has also struggled with things that you have that you've struggled with. So that episode will be more about uh, idolization and we will we'll get to it. But about this chart, I will post about this and I will encourage every person to look at this chart because whenever you're going into a new season, I think that it's important to be killing as many birds with a stone as you can. And what's mentioned in this article, I've been thinking about all week because kind of in my new morning routine, I have been attempting to have consistency. And I used to be this very, very, very rigid person with the most consistency until it got toxic. As someone who struggled with anorexia, if you know anything about the disease, that is what it thrives off of, is this controlled substances, controlled movement, controlled everything. And unfortunately, well, actually very fortunately, in this life, you can't control everything, especially circumstance. I believe it is like 15% of your life you can actually control Or is it happiness? There is a Arthur Brooks article, I believe it's on his website. I'll see if I can find it for you guys that talks about, you know, what what happiness you can actually control, things that you can actually control in your life. And it's it's not very much. 15% isn't very much, but I think that it's really important to understand what you can control and what you can't control. 
and letting the rest up to God, the universe, circumstance, because circumstance a lot of the time is on your side. And when you fight it, you get hurt or you really are just taking the long way around. So whenever you are trying to design an experiment, something that you can just try to make better in your life, if it's a new season, if you feel like there is uh, maybe a page turning, a new leaf, or you really just want to make a change, like if you feel like the universe is kind of pushing you in that direction, or you feel like, okay, it's time for me to make this change for myself, it really makes me think a lot of like New Year's resolutions. It's like a lot of the time people do change their lives around New Year's. And I think that that's awesome. But I also think that you can be open to any time in, in life. And for me personally, I feel like autumn is always the newest season for me, probably because it's about to get cold and I don't do well in the cold. <laughs> and I say this, I also read an article in The Atlantic that I will share because I loved it, that being cold is really, really good for you. And as humans, we've evolved to the point where we are always fed and we are always warm for the most part. This is also a privileged point of view from someone who's from the West and living in America and being someone who has never gone uh, without like a blanket or like without a heater if I wanted one. And as I've grown older and continue to heal and and really feel like this adolescent infant version of myself growing into, you know, the best person I can be as a 26-year-old young adult, being uncomfortable is good. Being uncomfortable creates change and being uncomfortable makes you go into different sectors of the resiliency that you provide within yourself. And I think that as like cavemen, we were put into a lot more uncomfortable conversation or not uncomfortable, uh, not conversations. Well, maybe, I don't know. Did cavemen talk a lot? It's a great question. I can ask Google later. Cavemen were uncomfortable. <laughs> And cavemen had to go look for food, they had to look for shelter, they had to create fire. And with that, they didn't always have their needs met. And so obviously, they went through evolution. And whenever you want to go through evolution, whenever you want to change, being uncomfortable is important. And as someone who doesn't like the temperature of being cold, I grew up in Texas. I like the heat. I have struggled with health in my life and I have just been on the temperature side of cold. Whenever you can give in to your Achilles heels or give in to the things that you think need to be fixed or make you weak, facing them and accepting them and embracing them gives you so much fuel for liberation and fuel for change to be better and to grow more. And so uh, in this article from The Atlantic, it was in reference to bearing the cold and like learning that your health and your growth and your well-being, you know, like your mental health is going to grow when you are, when you are exposed to cold intentionally. And 
I can't cite the science for you, but I know for a fact that whenever you are immersed in like very cold water, like very intentionally controlled cold water, and you allow yourself to sit in that uncomfortability, the the way that your body and your brain and your mind responds is good. It is allowing yourself to prove to yourself that you are capable of overcoming and you are capable of of this resiliency that you didn't know that you had. And it's just something you have to ironically give into. You have to give into the uncomfortability in order for it to be a tool for change. So as I've been making this this, uh, chart, I think that it's really important to challenge. And this isn't just with me. I think this is with everyone in my life that I want to love. It's like you have to choose experiments that are most costly and regret. And if you don't do them, you will have that regret. And so taking risk and creating these experiments that you call experiments <laughs> because they don't have to be permanent. It is almost a you know insurance that it's like, oh, if I want to change this, I can change this. Let's just create a hypothesis. Let's create um, this experiment that like I want to change something and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And checking back in with yourself of like, oh, I thought that working remotely from home twice a week would be really helpful for the supplementation of my relationships. And I would get to be around my wife more and my dogs more. And it would just like really take me out of the the work environment that I feel stagnant in. But actually, in reality, you become really distracted at home and you don't feel as motivated and your coworkers actually do really make you feel awesome and are super supportive. And it's important to have that work environment. So those are just kind of two examples, the the marathon and then adjusting to like working from home a couple of times a week. But you can do anything. You can adjust any sector of your life and just see if it works, you know, write down things that you know, what are the goals of this experiment? How will I measure success? Like, how am I going to implement these things that I'd like to change in my life? Because if you are feeling stagnant, if you are feeling confused about any part of your life, just create an experiment. Nothing has to be permanent. In fact, nothing is. So don't fight it. Just make something that you can control something that also will be a tool of freedom for yourself. So if any of you are asking, what could I possibly change in my life to make it better? I recommend getting a piece of paper and and writing some lines on it and and maybe also just recognizing that change doesn't happen overnight. Um, you know, Einstein didn't come up with all of his recollections at once. No one is going to have their Eurekas in the exact same order. And it's important to not compare yourself to other people's progress as well, that you are your own peach tree dish, right? That's the right, I'm not a scientist, even though I'd like to think that that would be a really cool job to have. (laughs) You are allowed to have a controlled 
experiment on just different parts of your life. And I promise you that if circumstance, other people, time, space, butterflies, the wind, God, everything in the universe doesn't want you to be a part of that experiment anymore, if you take time to sit with yourself, you're going to recognize it. So all in all, I think this episode, I'm just telling you to maybe buy a new notebook, (laughs) maybe try, which also they're really fun. Like freaking go to Staples, go to Walmart, go to Target, go to your local paper goods store and pick out a really cool notebook. The one that I have, I took from my mom because my mom is an artist and she has a lot of like notebooks and sketchbooks. And so I just snatch one. So I love you, mom. I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I took one and having like a permanent marker, which I love permanent markers. They're so satisfying. And just like creating some lines, creating some boundaries for this experiment and and recognizing that you're allowed to change. You are allowed to reflect on the change and you are allowed to pivot from the change too. So nothing is permanent and you have the freedom to change whatever you want in your life. Whatever you want, you have the power to change it. I say this with a grain of salt or two grains of salt. There are some things that we can't change and learning to accept those things are also really important. So you can't change the weather. And learning to live in the fog, learning to live in the sun, learning to live in the rain, learning to live in the tornadoes, just know that nothing is permanent and it doesn't, it doesn't last forever. And that's, that's all I got to say today. I'm looking at a tree outside of the window and it looks like there's a butterfly on it, like a, a butterfly outline, not a literal butterfly. And, it, and I just keep thinking, you know. You let people come, you let people go, and being a butterfly is okay, but also being able to cocoon is how a butterfly becomes a butterfly. Taking some time, experimenting with yourself, experimenting with your life, I recommend. I am by no means a doctor or a physicist. Is that the right word? Um, Welcome to class, everyone. I am teaching you things only from what I have experienced in this life. And now a real butterfly flew by. Love that. Love you guys. It is autumn and it's a new season and winter's coming. I think that's a, that's a, uh, that's a Game of Thrones uh, reference, which I still have never seen. And let me know if you decide to do a design experiment. Like I said, I will, I will drop a template for what I have created. It might not be perfect, but what is perfect? <laughs> if you want to fill it out and let me know what you're thinking, if you have any things in your life that you would like to experiment with safely, uh, let me know. You can contact me on my Instagram at Jenny Johnson, J-E-N-N-I Johnson, or at Cageless Podcast Instagram as well. I love you guys. Second time saying that, I believe, but I mean it. And I will. Talk to you soon. Ciao.